0: Ever thought about how the prophet Joel might be counseling the church in this hour of history? What sort of warnings would he be issuing? Many of us might be celebrating new peace agreements between Israel and her Arab neighbors, but, but Joel, he might be sounding the alarm of coming judgment. Blood, fire, pillars of smoke. Listen, Joel may be issuing warnings more significant to our generation than to his own. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. Joel would be making it clear it's time to consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, to cry out to the Lord because the day of the Lord is coming, a day that will come, listen, as destruction from God himself. Now, how do we get our heads and hearts around that? Listen, the most accurate way to understand this coming destruction from the hand of God is to recognize that time frame as the end of the age, not the end of the world. God has no plans to erase His people. This world will look considerably different in the age to come, most apparent and unmistakable. It'll be led by God Himself in the person of Jesus Christ— And those of us, listen, those of us who've embraced him as Savior and Lord. In fact, the highlight of this soon coming time will be the outpouring of the Holy Spirit like never before. Now, now wait a minute. I thought that came at Pentecost 2,000 years ago. Well, it did. But listen, Joel places this outpouring of, of love, mercy, and grace after the tribulation of those days, after Jacob's trouble. First, listen to how the prophet Jeremiah puts it in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 40. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them, and I'll not turn away from doing them good. But I'll put fear, my wonderment, and reverence in their hearts, so they'll not depart from me. I believe that time frame after the tribulation is so misunderstood in the church. You see, the church is quick to point to Acts chapter 2, and properly so the day of Pentecost, when, when they were all assembled in one accord in one place. The sudden sound that came from heaven like a, a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole house where they were sitting. You see, the the spirit that came at Pentecost is none other than the one and same spirit promised by Joel that'll come at the end of the age. But this is what's important for us to understand. A first fruits of the promise is not the end of the promise. The spirit's coming at Pentecost, it was a down payment for a coming event that contains many elements of fulfillment that were never seen at Pentecost. My goodness, thank God for Pentecost, a distinct encounter that would initiate the gifts of the Holy Spirit for that infant church, gifts of the word of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healings, nine in all. But you see, what's very sad is we've developed doctrines and denominations that have consigned those marvelous gifts to the past. Not to today's church, a sizable portion, listen, a sizable portion who are preparing for the return of a God man they hardly know. That's got to change. And the future outpouring of the Holy Spirit Joel presents will do just that. Listen to it, Joel 2.28, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. My words now a church that has come to grips with their divinely ordained assignment. And I will show wonders in the heavens. And in the earth, blood, fire, pillars of smoke, the sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. When? Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Blood, fire, pillars of smoke, the sun, moon, stars— None of that occurred at Pentecost, but it will at the coming of the day of the Lord as he prepares us to enter an Edenic garden of millennial rule and reign with him right here on planet Earth. The day of the Lord Joel spoke of is the the climax of what Jeremiah the prophet called the time of Jacob's trouble, of what Daniel called the time of trouble such as never has been, of what Jesus called a time of tribulation. You see, God is making it clear the events at the end of the age will be challenging and painful for the redeemed. That would be people like you and me. Persecution, betrayal, and worse will come. But as they say, there's more to the story. God's preparing a generation in these days who will understand what's happening in the earth. The prophets call them a a people of understanding who will teach many. A people who have eaten the little book described in Revelation chapter 10. That little volume that will be sweet as honey in your mouth, but ultimately turn your stomach bitter, as we must prophesy about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Folks, that's a, that's an instructional manual for the Tribulation Church. The Holy Spirit will set a guard around these young adults that are emerging now, angels moving in the midst of a generation functioning in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, guarding them from offense in the course of unparalleled judgments of God, holding them back from apostasy, which will be running rampant, as many others will succumb, and join that great falling away that is spoken of by Paul in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Listen, the great revival and crisis in history is on the horizon. And I'm not here to peddle some little bump in the road. This will be the most critical time in history as as the earth grapples with billions, yes, billions running to and fro through the nations seeking answers to these days. The church will be prepared with those answers as as forerunners, anointed messengers will step out and explain to the masses the extraordinary activities of the Holy Spirit as this age comes to an end. In short, revival, that's what will be taking place like never before. Beloved, meditating on that little book of Joel will produce confidence in our hearts. In God's love and perfect wisdom while dislodging accusations against God. That's what that kind of meditation will bring forth, a clarity of our minds and hearts of the days and how we're to respond. Satan's lies will be replaced with truth. Remember, Satan's going to be cast to the earth at the end. The heavens will rejoice because that enemy, the Satan, no longer has the ear of God. And the Satan can no longer hurl accusations at the saints. You see, the Apostle John says it this way Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. I love this verse. This is not the return of the Lord. This is woe to the earth, because the Satan has been cast down and knows he has only a short time left. You and I know that and are preparing for it in prophetic prayer gatherings across the earth. The very next verse declares we, the brethren, become overcomers. We'll identify as martyr witnesses, just as the Apostle Paul was profoundly impacted by the the martyrdom of Stephen. He was a witness to that. I believe Paul was shaken by what he saw. Certainly all his secure spiritual categories were shattered. We can say with some confidence it'll be the martyr witness of the forerunner messengers that will be preparing the Jewish heart worldwide for the lifting of the veil at the return of our Lord. This will be the vindication of God's end-time purpose that Israel be made jealous through a largely Gentile church. You know, that that foolish nation of prophecy. You know, we want to continue this journey through the prophet Joel because if his prophecy in those three short chapters is applicable to the days we will soon encounter, it'll be vital to the church's preparation. Let's pray. Father, we're entering a time in prophetic history that will far exceed our present categories. You're preparing a bride for this occasion that will overcome in the supernatural, not even loving our lives to the death. My Father, that kind of preparation does not come on the fly. We seek You now. We must know You now. We, we must know the depth of Your wisdom wisdom and the knowledge of the holy that we must possess to be those overcomers. Father, you make clear from your prophet Joel you'll give voice before your army. Your camp will be very great for that day, the day of the Lord. It's going to be a great and a very terrible day. Your word says who can endure it? Father, your word says overcomers can and will. Our requests are made this day, at this time, in this place, in the name of Jesus, the returning Messiah, our Lord and Savior. And to that we say, Amen and Amen. Maranatha, I'm Bill Nordstrom.